Welcome to the Masked Man Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. Before we get started, we'd like to tell you about the Ringer's YouTube channel. We stepped up our game in 2017 with weekly videos like Cousin Sal's Best Bets, Slow News Day, I may or may not have been on that one, NBA Desktop, which is awesome, no BS, Table Reads, Ron Strowman was one of the first ones who did it, Director's Commentary, and Captain Morgan's Make Believe Casino, as well as our video podcasts and many movies like Take Hunter, Ringer 360, and Claytheism. Coming in 2018, there'll be a weekly video mailbag from none other than Bill Simmons, Mallory Out of a Hat, and a slew of other new digital shows. Don't miss anything. Just go to theringer.com slash video, or even better, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theringer. Also, from executive producer Ronda Rousey comes a groundbreaking new series, Why We Fight. It's a never-before-seen journey into the lives of unknown and underdog fighters. Every day, they put it all on the line. Some fight for family, some for fortune, and others for freedom. Watch Why We Fight, every episode now streaming on go90.show slash mm. What's up, guys? This is your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man Show. And you are listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker, here as always with uh, what, Big Daddy Dave Schilling. Big Daddy Dave Schilling, yeah. And our special guest this week, comedian extraordinaire, Mike Malloy. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for sitting awkwardly close to Dave Schilling for oh, the sake yeah. of the video cameras. Oh, I don't like it. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Clash of Champions was this past Sunday, and uh, we, I mean, I, we could talk for an hour and never get to that, but... Um, Let's start off up top with some outside of the ring news. Uh, the Republicans have just passed their. I'm just kidding. Uh, but if you want to make a make a, a, a Washington a Washington connection, um, there are rumors that Vince is thinking about relaunching the XFL, and part of his inclination, part of it, part of his motivation, is uh, his relationship with Donald Trump and uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick and NFL players kneeling thing, and he and the idea is that he might want to start a football league for the common man. The common man <laughs> was the uh, target audience of the XFL, and they didn't go back then. No. What makes you think that now people are going to be like, you know what? I'm gonna watch some. I'm gonna watch something else. I don't want to watch the NFL anymore. I, I, I'm offended by that accent. First of all, <laughs> uh, as a Southern man, I apologize. I guess the idea would be that identity politics in 2017 or 2018 or whatever is such that I mean, we actively we have people who are actively saying I'm no longer watching the NFL for while all this crap is going on. Who knows if they're actually stopping? There's not a lot of evidence. But like, I don't watch the NFL anymore. Like, I I stopped a year ago, and it has nothing to do with players taking a knee it has nothing to do with mm -hmm. any of that crap it has to do with the fact that i don't like seeing people get their heads bashed in anymore. this is a really yeah. good question 
is it like I think there might be more value in a in a football league that's just like anti CTE <laughs> yeah. than one that's like an, that's like anti social justice warrior. I don't understand why anybody would think that twenty years of brain studies makes people miss the XFL. <laughs> also, it's uh, true. So we're talking about people being upset, hypothetically speaking, and I'm sure they exist. How many we don't know, but people who are upset that you're not standing for the national anthem. Okay, great. Well, at some point they have to play football and it's still going to be bad. Yeah. No one's watching the Canadian <laughs> Football League cuz it's it's not as good. If you like football, you want to see the best football. It's I mean, I I I think that that's true and there's certainly a huge psychological element to wanting to see the best players out there, but the NFL is not like the NBA in the sense that like 75% of NFL players in any game could be like you know, extras and you wouldn't be that aware of it. Right. I mean, it's except for the big stars. So it's, I mean, it's conceivable if they could sign some big names, people might care, but, um, I can think of one guy who's available, who has a huge name who played in the Super Bowl. I can think of one. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you guess. Just Uh, guess. Is it Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. Um, Yeah, maybe they should. You remember when the when they did halftime? Was it halftime heat when they had the during the Super Bowl where the they empty, had like the, the, oh, the arena stadium thing? Yeah. Maybe they should just do that, and instead of doing football, they should just counter program national anthems. <laughs> and like, you if you don't want to watch the NFL national anthem, you can flip over to USA Network or whatever it is and see a bunch of people in fake f- NFL <laughs> uniforms standing in great reverence with tears running down their eyes. And uh, like Michael Bay directs the shot. It's like this swooping shot and there's eagles and stuff. Would you would you watch that? <laughs> yeah, of course. That sounds really entertaining. It sounds better than Crisley Knows Best. Just an entire channel of people respecting the troops. <laughs> yeah. Respect the troops is a channel I would watch. I uh, mean, it's got to be NC-17 because that sounds like porn to me. <laughs> okay, Mike. Uh, speaking of which, not, not speaking of which, uh, d- does this story have any, as a wrestling fan... Does this story have any bearing on on uh, your feelings about Vince McMahon and where his uh, where his priorities lie? I hate him. I hate him as a person. I, as a human being, I hate him. <laughs> I, I hate everything about him. Him and I wow. stand for incredibly different things. Well, that's that, that's understandable. Uh, and I just uh, I just want it to stop. I want it. I want to be able to enjoy watching pro wrestling. I don't want to constantly be reminded about the fact that every time I put eyes on it, it it's it's fueling. A machine that I don't care I, for. I think there's a lot of truth in what you said. I don't. I I, I personally love Vince McMahon, but I but I uh, I, th- I think there's a lot of there's a lot of meat there. Here's an interesting rumor. Totally, I don't know if someone important said this. I'm just going to pretend it's fake, but it's worth talking about. There's a rumor out there that Vince McMahon saw how much the UFC got sold for, and it's just like I'm cashing out of WWE. So I'm starting a separate company to do all the other stuff I want to do. That that sounds more logical to me than just like, I'm going to do the XFL again, or I'm going to do a football league again, and it's I'm announcing it next next month. Sure. You know, I think that there are probably a million things he wants to do. Yeah, you're right. This could be a very small thing. He's always, and also, it has to be a separate company because WWE is a public company. Like they, yeah. You can't just like... Have a separate division of a public Without company. messing with yeah. your stock value. And, yeah. this, and the stock valuation is what's going to... I mean, Vince McMahon's pocketbook is fueled by the stock right now. Yeah, as it's the the interesting thing that, about Vince McMahon, the 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 thing that's so contradictory about him is that he's so obsessed with 
controlling the wrestling product and, and telling people what words to use and, and how you're supposed to stand in the ring and all of that stuff, the real minutia of the, of, of the aesthetics of the product. At, this, at the same time, he's been trying to get out of wrestling for decades. If it's not the WBF, it's the XFL or ICO Pro or WWE Films or a variety of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. God knows how many how many gems they've they've made at WWE Films. Yeah, I mean, I love the Marine series. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of things that he wants to do that are not wrestling, and 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 I think to Mike's point, a lot of the people who don't appreciate uh, or, or or actively hate Vince McMahon are going to be thrilled at the idea that he might go do something else. There are there are people chomping at the bit for Triple H and Stephanie McMahon to take over and to and to modernize the product in a, in a lot of ways. But Stephanie McMahon is just more of the same. It's it's not anything different, it's not anything new. It's still 20 minute promos from her. Well, I mean, that. you can, but you can point to to NXT and you can say, well, there's obviously a different idea about what makes good professional wrestling that's coming from Triple H. So yeah. there's there's the glimmer of hope. I'm not saying that definitely it's going to be different and it's definitely going to be better. I'm just saying that there are people who believe that that is the thing that's holding back the, the WWE is Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and his creative obsessions. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I certainly, I mean, it's funny that the XFL documentary which, you know, the 30 for 30 documentary seemed to be a driving force in this. And certainly it was, the timing suggests. And Vince McMahon in the documentary is like, yeah, maybe I'll do it again. Um, that romantic dinner that he had with Dick Ebersol still <laughs> makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if even Vince McMahon is the person you blame for the XFL. It's, it's, I mean, it, the, the, whole, the, the documentary did a pretty good job of, of, you know, taking us through the TikTok. But the fact that, like, the moment things went a little bit awry they were just like let's double down on all of vince mcmahon's like all on the attitude era basically like instead of just putting out like trying to have a football trying to have football games we're just gonna have like we're gonna bring in wwe personalities and have like you know strippers and stuff yeah i mean it just seems so strange. we need jim ross and jesse ventura to be calling a football game yeah. i mean at the end of the day it just wasn't good it yeah. wasn't good competitive football yeah you can blame you know, TV satellites going out, whatever. But at the end of the day, people didn't care about it. Yeah. Nobody cared. It, you didn't get players that had any household name. You didn't get anybody that was of interest. You didn't get any, yeah, anybody it, with an interesting it'll story. Be really There's interesting. no reason to tune in. And, and, and I don't know any of the legality of this. I would, be, I would be shocked if it was even feasible now. I mean, it just seems like, like you know. The legality of actually bringing the brand XFL back? Well, I don't think it's going to be the XFL. I don't no, think so either. They're looking at other it's, names, it's, but I, I just I think, think that they like, registered a trademark you, for UFL. Yeah, is what the, what was said. I don't know. Uh, it would it would shock me if like you know half of these like trillion dollar stadium deals didn't come with a guarantee that there would be no other football teams in the cities you know i mean like i don't know it's i don't know where you unless you're just like putting all your teams in omaha i mean a lot a lot of the uh, xfl teams original franchises did not have uh nfl teams there las vegas la at the time didn't have a team that's right now they both have teams oddly enough uh it's it's amazing to me that vince mcmahon can't take a step back and say all right Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot and some rich asshole decided they wanted to create a a competing wrestling company 
but they weren't going to be able to hire any of my guys because they're all under contract. So they're going to have to basically just like find the dregs of the indie scene yeah. that nobody knows well, about. Well, somebody, I mean, if another Ted Turner came along and decided to get into the wrestling business, I mean, he could hire Vince's guys. I think the biggest barrier for entry is that just to get like a handful of big names in the NFL, just positing that everybody's magically a free agent yeah. would cost a billion dollars in just signing bonuses. Yeah. You know, it I mean, would be cheaper to do a wrestling company. You're right. A lot. It'd be a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. Anyway, speaking of wrestling companies, we should probably talk about some yeah, wrestling. Why not? At some point. Um before we <coughs> get lo- before we get too deep in, rest in peace, Tom Zank. Oh we yeah, Z Man. We gotta talk about the Z Man a tiny bit. He was I don't know what I don't know exactly what the right eulogy for Tom Zank is, although I said that he was my favorite wrestler for some a period of about nine months, and a lot of people seem to agree. Like there was a just a, there was a Tom Zink moment, and he yeah. was never a big star. But like when you're like a little kid, and you you, you look at it, you're just like, that's the haircut I wish my mom would let me have. <laughs> a mullet? Yeah, yeah. I guess at the time, I grew cool. up in Kentucky. Come Touché. on, and uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Zink was Tom Tom Zink, Flying Brian, and the Z Man were a great tag team. Yeah. Tom Zink was my favorite of the two. WCW at the, in like ninety ninety one ninety two was just like. All in. Let's just put our chips on the table for Tom Zink. He's going to be our guy. And I remember not liking him. <laughs> I thought he was very generic. Uh, I loved Brian Pillman, but I was never a Tom Zink guy, but I knew he was supposed to be important. And I think that's this, that's what's going on for people who grew up around that time is I remember Tom Zink mattered, but I don't remember much about Tom Zink. WCW had a really hard time booking baby faces in the late 80s and early 90s. And unless you were unless you were being set up to get run over by Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. And even then, there weren't a lot of slots open for that. I mean, I'm just like just glancing at the Wikipedia page. You're like, uh, this is the last sentence. I'm <laughs> reading Wikipedia entries is kind of mean. Um, feuded with Anderson for the TV title. Okay, then later that year. Z-Man, Dustin Rhodes, and Big Josh feuded with the York Foundation and the fabulous Freebirds over the World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. <laughs> Z-Man, Rhodes, and Josh. I love it. Big Josh is abbreviated to Josh. <laughs> Z-Man, Rhodes, and Josh won the title from the Freebirds in August and lost it to the York Foundation in October. That's the, the end of his WCW. The Six-Man Tag Team titles are another thing that's just like so early 90s WCW <laughs> and so stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting way to look at like booking groups or whatever but the york foundation the Freebirds, could be sort of legitimate as little heel stables but yeah. like it's hard to have a legitimate undercard babyface stable see i would have with the brand split i would have rather them had elevated the u.s title and the intercontinental title to be the main title for that uh-huh. and then have at the major pay-per-views one. have one t- have the sure world heavyweight title have those two fight for it yeah and then it, you know, if when you don't have two tag team titles, when you don't have two women's titles, you have you have a little wiggle room to do something like, hey, you know, let's let's bring back a six man tag. Let's let's I, put put guys in in teams that maybe don't make sense and have. I, I totally on. I totally agree. I think that there'll be a, at least an interesting way to book it for a little while and see yeah. what happens. And you could have number one contenders matches at the pay per views. You yeah, know? yeah, I mean that's that's a thing that you can. I mean, like UFC has made a lot of hay with that. Just like if there's a. You know, if there's a, a card that feels a little weak, just make this the the number one contenders yeah. match for the title that's on the next, you know, it's in six months or something. Um, but yeah, it's a 
it, I, I agree. It would be fun to have some six man titles. Yeah. It just well, and, just some and, other, and just some other would, stuff going and on. And that would lead to it being more of a meritocracy because now it's just a guy walks out and he's the number one contender because he's mad. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's that's give a guys dumb, a chance. To that's earn. a dumb reason for yeah. somebody to get a title shot. Why not have them win something? And same thing with NXT call ups. I always I always scream about this. They make no sense. The guy just gets called up one night and it's just like, well, he's here now. Yeah. It's just like, all right, well, well, why didn't you tell us he was going to be here? Why was there no buildup to this? Why did why was yeah? Why does why does Shane McMahon want to sign this guy? Like you have you have an infrastructure of like real sports within this fake sport. Yeah, but they have always rejected the notion that more reality makes the product better. WCW in the nineties, to go back to Tom Zink, they had rankings. Yeah. You could have like the top ten WCW Wikipedia wrestlers. Does not tell me what the, his high the high point is. Unfortunately, uh, those sorts of things appeal more to an adult audience, yeah. and WWE fiercely is holding on to the idea that children are their primary audience, and the numbers say that is not true. Yeah, and especially objectively, na- especially true. now in, an, in in you know the era of information. You know, twenty years ago, I didn't know if a guy lost on a house show last night. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if, you know, what, what his record was besides what I saw on TV. And now I can just go online and see, oh, well, this guy's lost all his matches this week. Well, why he why is he a contender? Why yeah. is why are we doing this? Why is he the number one guy when he, he can't win? The the expectations from the audience for what makes someone interesting, what makes someone worth following and buying merchandise for is so different than the early nineties. And you know not to speak ill of the dead, but Tom Zink today would not work. No. Tom Zink would be Ty Dillinger if yeah. he was lucky. Tom Zink, well, first of all, he has that weird name. I, I like that. They, I know they call him the Z-Man. Tom Zink is a good name that doesn't quite stick to landing. It's like one degree off from John Cena, you know, yeah. where it's like it's a good enough name that you're just like, oh, let him have his real name. But it's not a good enough name that it really that he's like, you know, Hulk Hogan. Not that that's a real name. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm gonna let's let's all, let's all go watch Arn Anderson versus Tom Zank matches on uh, on the network or on YouTube. Ooh, Brian Pillman versus Tom Zank. Now, well, can we? Do you want to stop the show and watch? Let's this just watch some matches. Um, or even better yet, the WCW Halloween Phantom versus Tom Zank from Halloween <laughs> Havoc 1991. That I actually want to watch. That sounds terrible. The Phantom was recruited. Spoiler alert. Okay. I think that was in one of those WCW comic books from the era, too. Yes, that's right. I remember that. I I read that comic book obsessively, and there was this storyline about some phantom. The phantom was a much bigger deal in the comics than it was was regularly. Um, What other outside-the-ring stuff is going on this week? I feel like I have, like, ten things I wanted to talk about. I don't remember. You got to write them down, buddy. Start there. Oh, that's true. Everybody (laughs) who listens to this knows that. What? Well, let's just skip to the... I mean, there's one big news thing that happened on the show. Do you people want to see these women make history once again? Then on January 28th, the road to WrestleMania kicks off in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we will have, for the very first time, an all-women's Royal Rumble match! Speaking of how much you hate Stephanie McMahon's promos, this one was really important because she uh, she came out seemingly without without any warning to the talent who was assembled in the ring because they all seem to react really yeah look like a shoot yeah <laughs> um, announced that at the Royal Rumble we're going to have an all women's Royal Rumble which uh, 
you know, walking backwards makes the sudden appearance of absolution in the riot squad make a little bit more sense yeah. that they were thinking about it. So that we have close to enough talent already on the roster. The raw women's roster assembled all at once in the ring seemed about four times bigger than I realized it was. Yeah. I mean, obviously if I put the names down or whatever, it would have been different, but, um, but yeah, we're going to get a rumble. It's going to be awesome. Sure. If the Royal rumble were always just two Royal rumbles, I would be, that would be an even better show. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. Too much of a good thing? Yes. I'm excited that the women get to have a Royal Rumble. I think it's it's a long time coming. It it uh, enhances the sense from uh, in the fans that they are legitimate and they are on the same level as the male competitors. At the same time, the best part about the Royal Rumble is that it's once a year. They only do one. It's the last match on the card, and it's special now there's two royal rumble matches so you you're getting too much of this thing that you love so it doesn't have the same significance it's like when there were two money in the bank matches on money in the okay. bank yeah I, or I like that. three hell in a cell matches on hell in a cell or 50 tlc matches yeah i mean i definitely agree with with that part of it i think for the TLC matches and the Hell in a Cell matches, one's enough. Um, but I don't think that with the Royal Rumble that it's it's too much of a good thing. I think if you either put, you know, do the women's match, then do the world title match, then do the the other Royal Rumble, that makes perfect sense. Or if you start the show with I the women's Royal Rumble. I think you start the show Rumble, with the women's Royal Rumble. You yeah. absolutely have to. It's going to yeah. be a women's Royal Rumble and then like two matches in the men's Royal Rumble, right? I mean, it's It's an hour out of the show. Well, no, it's over. It's, it's you got to figure it's going to be, yeah, 45 minutes for the women, an hour for the men. Mm -hmm. And then you got to have a, you have Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane. Which will probably be six and a half minutes long, but still a lot of a lot of entrance. I don't know. Time. I wouldn't be surprised if that one went fairly long. No, I mean it's you're, it's, it's a good point. I was just joking because I mean I, prior to the AJ match, Brock never wrestles for any length of time yeah. anymore. But you're right. You have three guys. There's going to be a lot of time with people lying in piles of broken tables. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna they're gonna find some way to get some other you know uh, weapons or schmozzy elements into yeah. the match. Um, I'm interested to see if they decide to shorten the intervals. Obviously, the 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 whole two minutes thing is kayfabe, and it's not really two minutes. But you can tell when the pace of a Royal Rumble match is longer or slower, yeah. just because you've seen so many of them. So, is a women's match going to be two minutes kayfabe? Is it going to be oh, we're doing ninety seconds or we're doing a minute? Uh, is the the men's match going to be shorter because they need to fit these both <clears throat> both of these shows onto the show? I, I don't know. There should just be some sort of like ridiculous contrivance where like you have to just like turn a crank enough times until the door opens up and then you can go into the rumble. Yeah. So then they, you can totally just fake it. Or like they did with the the war games match in NXT. Everybody's in a pod. There's thirty pods around the uh, around the ring. Why not? I love pods, man. Well, everybody loves pods. Hopefully the listeners to this one, especially. Oh, sure. That's there you go. That's a good pun. Yeah, no, I uh, like it. Yeah. Maybe it's just, maybe they can just have a rule where like when the, when the decibel level of the crowd noise hits a certain point, they release another wrestler comes out. <laughs> like from an animal pen? Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're just, no, they're they don't have to be released from a pen. It's just something. like when you guys, or maybe when it lowers to a certain point. Yeah. 
when the, when the pop goes down. Yeah, but so. I kind of think they do that anyway. I think I think at Gorilla they probably feel it out. No, like, it should time. just be the the actual rule. Though. <laughs> we'll have like a sound monitor by the yeah. end on the jumbotron. You gotta get excited, guys. Um, who do you think is gonna win? That's, that's a really thing. Question. I mean, a lot of the talk has been Ronda Rousey is gonna be a special entrant and she's gonna win and and either face Charlotte or Oscar <clears throat> at uh, WrestleMania. Um. I just find it really hard to imagine that Charlotte's not in the WrestleMania main event. I mean, not carrying the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, I expect her to be. I don't, I don't know that Oscar will have the title by then. I think she will. I, I mean, you think Alexa Bliss is going to be the Raw Women's Champion? Also, you got to think about it this way. Do you uh, feel like it's logical that Vince would want to have Ronda Rousey on SmackDown and not on Raw? No, R- Rousey will be on Raw. Yeah. yeah, so it's either Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Sasha Banks, you know, one of those people, and it seems like the most logical person. Is Rousey really book. supposed to be here that soon? That's just the chatter, man. If I was gonna, bo- if I had to fantasy book it, I would go Ronda Rousey take Ronda Rousey beats Alexa Bliss at in WrestleMania like five seconds. Yeah, and then, but somehow she has to like in the Rumble or whatever, she has to screw over Oscar on the way. To doing that, and then because because Ronda Rousey is going to be a heel. I right? thought the whole reason you have those teams is to get rid of somebody like Oscar, to get rid of somebody like Nia Jax. The whole, I mean, the whole reason I see those teams being there is the you know the sum being greater than you know the the sum being greater than the parts, yeah. and it's to get rid of those people that sure. are unstoppable. Yeah, no, I think and I and I think that's yeah. I mean, Oscar is a little bit of a weird case, although she has been beaten down by Absolution already. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that it's I I, I think that that's. I think that I think that Ronda Rousey is gonna for, like gonna debut as a babyface, but will probably be a heel pretty quickly. Yeah. Speaking of Ronda Rousey, from executive producer Ronda Rousey comes a groundbreaking new series: Why We Fight. From California to Tijuana, Thailand and beyond, Why We Fight offers a never-before-seen journey into the lives of unknown and underdog fighters. In each episode of this eight-part series, you'll go face-to-face with a new fighter and discover a deeper meaning than just winning. Some fight for glory, some fight for family, and some fight because it's the only life they know. Everyone has a reason. Watch Why We Fight. Every episode is now streaming on go90.show slash mm. That's go90.show slash mm. Okay, so let's just let's talk about the Royal Rumble show, the the Royal Rumble event. Is that what Michael Cole calls it? Yeah, the spectacle that is the Royal Rumble. Um, so we'll ha- let's just say that nobody's nobody loses title. The, no, no, nobody switches titles between now and then for the sake of conversation. So we have well, we'll have like Charlotte versus Natty, the blow off match. Again, I, I thought they I blew thought, this shit off. Oh, it, it is blown. <laughs> well, I'm blown. Well, I'm, I'm just blown. trying to book like the least consequential. I mean, the, the, the people least likely to win the Royal Rumble into the into the title matches. But we're gonna have a, presumably uh, women's two women's title matches, the Universal title match, the WWE title match, um, an IC title match, and a US title match. Are we gonna have six matches between the Rumbles? I don't think we tag need team. To do- I forgot about the tag team. I th- I think they're. Ne- Due to the tag team matches, sure. I don't think you need an intercontinental match. No, you don't. I don't think you need a U.S. title nope, match. Those people can those all be gunning all for the. In yeah, the yeah Royal Roman Rumble. will be in the Royal Rumble. He'll probably still be the intercontinental champion, and he'll still be in the in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But we will have the four big title matches. Okay, so let me just give you where I think this is going. Roman Reigns not defending the intercontinental title at the Royal Rumble. It will be 
a thing where he's just like, I want the universal title, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. He's going to the Royal Rumble. The women's title on SmackDown seems like they're building to Naomi and Charlotte in sort of a baby face versus baby face. Didn't Naomi injure herself in the Royal yeah, I was Rumble? Say she's in the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. They can't work then. Maybe Charlotte won't have a match. Maybe there's no reason to have she's her. She's going to be sitting match. at ringside during the Rumble or something? Sure, sure. Why not? She'll be on commentary. It would be weird if one. And, and Alexa. Have them both on, on commentary for it. Yeah. Can we just run back and just do Charlotte versus Alexa? I think Asuka Alexa Th- has got to be happening. I think soon. it should be at every combined pay per view. Women's champ champ versus women's champ, tag champ versus tag champ. And that's why I think the, you know, they should have elevated the US title and the Intercontinental title up, have that be the main thing, and then have those guys compete over the world title. But then you lose the specialness of the Survivor Series. I think the Survivor Series needs to have a gimmick. But. Yeah, it's Survivor Series matches. Yeah, five is, on, the, the five on five traditional Survivor Series. Yeah, match. but those have no juice unless you have the extra gimmick, the layer of this is brand supremacy and brand versus brand, and it's the it's like the All Star Game for WWE. But it's <laughs> just but. <laughs> like if you have these pay per views where they're on the shows together and you're not having them intersect, what yeah. was the point? The point is to make money. <laughs> I don't know but what the like, point is. Wouldn't you make more money having champion versus champion? Like, I, and, do, you know, only do this for the four major ones. Like, yeah. whittle it down to four, have it happen every three months where, where those guys square off, and you can, you know, you can change up the matchups with, who you know, if there's a new champ between now and then, or you can do, you know, for different match styles if you've if you've had that match already like there's the possibilities are endless they i just don't want to i think that's the thing with wrestling so you can argue against it and you can argue in favor of it you can but you could set any rules and guidelines you wanted for yourself and you'd still have the same amount of shows and pay-per-views i yeah. mean it's not you can figure it out is the point like yeah. give your, like tie an arm behind your back it makes it makes the match makes the booking the match more interesting yeah wrestling Dude. has no like actual logic to it sure. it's all invented uh, there are no real rules to it. You could do literally anything. You could have a zombie uh, mortician character die, ascend to heaven, and then return to face his doppelganger. That's how ridiculous wrestling is. So everything that we're saying here is possible. What you're saying is possible, and it makes a lot of sense. It's just that they choose to do, like, five other things instead. But those those things made a lot more sense when the result, when actions had consequences and results mattered. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you could have those things happen when enough of the other things made sense where you were able to suspend your disbelief for, for a minute. Well, yeah, then it becomes about storytelling uh, and, yeah. and the effectiveness ah. of storytelling. <laughs> That's the and that lost art. Yeah, especially in professional Cornette. wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, man, old guys on Twitter have been crazy this week. Ugh. Jim Cornette hated the uh, Vince the Russo has thing. been. Yeah, there's a lot of been a lot of Cornette and Russo on my Twitter feed this week, and I don't follow either of them. It's just people retweeting and responding to them. Yeah, Ryan Satin and and Cornette got into it about the fact that Cornette hates everything. It's a weird. It's a weird look to just hate everything. Yeah, but it's a gimmick. He's yeah. a heel. I mean, that that's what Cornette getting does. worked. You get yeah. They should WWE should just embrace that. They should bring him in and let him do like color commentary and just shit on everything. Didn't he do that? Wasn't there like a segment well, every NW, week when he brought back the NWA? It was like mm. every week Jim Cornette would would complain about yeah, the state like of the professional early wrestling. 90s, yeah. 90s. 
Maybe they should, anytime they want to cancel a show, they should just let him go in and be the color guy for like the last six months. Just put him on 205 Live or whatever and just be like, these guys are just, just flippy shit. What's going on with 205 Live now that they're doing that Great question. Facebook yeah. thing? Well, I think they heard everybody saying that, face, that 205 Live was doomed because in the past week they've, one, announced 205 Live is now a touring show and two, uh, given two giant raw spots between uh, Hideo Itami and... And uh, Enzo back to back. I mean, I think that I think that they're actually they really are going to push it. I don't understand I why they, they don't put it on after it. NXT. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. It doesn't have to be. First of all, it doesn't have to be live. They, that was a self-imposed fuck up yeah. on their part. There's no absolutely no reason it needs to be live. Do it. Do it. You know, tape it at SmackDown. Tape it at Raw. Do whatever, and then throw it on after NXT. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. There is no reason for any of the things that they've done, like you said. And, There's uh, no reason for any of these things. Because so <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier to get somebody to keep watching the network when they're already watching it than it is to get them to go watch the network after they've already watched two hours of yeah, wrestling Who does a better job of getting me to watch like the non-standard wrestling content than the yeah. network does? Because I'd never find a main event. Exactly. I, like, watch, I'm watching, and I have a, I admit this is more of a, personal issue but i don't i i almost never pause when i'm watching streaming content because mm -hmm. i like if i'm going to the bathroom part of it's just like uh, I, I just, know when i can walk away I, yeah well i can yeah. but also i can you can rewind and it's just for i just find it very i i I've always had the tv's been always such a, a huge part of my life that it's yeah. awkward to like walk into the next room in silence you know like i did <laughs> like i i like to leave some noise coming out of there Anyway, so, but, like, I'll walk back in the room, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, why am I, like, like, why am I seeing this match? What's <laughs> happening right now? Isn't he on Raw? And then, like, suddenly I'll realize I'm watching Primetime, or, like, whatever yeah. it is. Superstars, or... Main or, event. A main event. Yes. Yeah, I think Superstars. Or an episode canceled. of NXT, you know, just, like, what, like, they'll just flip back. Anyway. Yeah, the network should do a better, a better job of that. Uh, Heel Producer Jim says we're at the half-hour mark, and uh, it's, we, we should probably get to the discussion of Night of Champions. Clash, Clash of, of Champions. Champions. What is what, Night of Champions? Night of Champions was, was a, yeah. That was an old pay-per-view. They yeah. changed it to Clash of Champions probably because of the network and the idea of connecting Continuity. it to the, the the lineage of that old show. But like, especially Night of Champions was just stupid. All all the titles are on the line as opposed to which pay-per-view. <laughs> they're always, always they're on the line. they're always on the line. Yeah. Every single one. I, you, that's why they're not important well, or also, special is because yes. you use them all the time. Survivor Series is not the only time when Raw and SmackDown no. face off. The, the Royal Rumble has both brands in it. Yeah. Also, if you're going to have one night a year where the champions from different shows face off, it should be Clash of Champions. It should maybe be called Clash of Champions. <sighs> we could get so bogged down in making gonna, this okay, mix. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's I also want to point out that the post, the Clash of Champions poster from Wikipedia is the worst pay-per-view poster WWE. Ah, they do here. that. They always do bad. that now. They just Photoshop two faces on there. And I don't it's understand. Like, it's like AJ it Styles and Charlotte, but like Charlotte's sort of standing still and AJ's sort of walking. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like you caught them in a really awkward moment. And but she <clears> she's like posing appropriately for the camera and he's mad that you got it that you're like taking a pic. Well yeah. she's a lady and he's a boy. So mm -hmm. boys need to look tough and boy. ladies he's a need to grown smile. Man. I did that she was... blocked me on Twitter and I have zero idea why. Well I, I, she's she follows one news organization. You want to guess which one it Breitbart, is? Breitbart. Fox report? News. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think anybody... Oh, you, probably, you probably said something... Yeah, you probably said something yeah. too liberal about... Mm. Or something mean about Vince McMahon. 
Uh, I've, I, and I looked. I've never added her once. Not mm. once. I think she's an active user. Oh, well. All right. Shrewd. Yeah. Speaking of Charlotte, she gets the curse now, too. Everybody's getting cursed. Malloy uh, curses anyone who blocks him. Yeah. Joe Budden, Joe Budden got, finally got his comeuppance yesterday. That's really weird. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's power, scary. Power Rudy. He's, he's in jail now. It's scary. I don't Tom want to Zank be blocked him a month ago. <laughs> yeah, now he's oh, dead. God. Come on. Cut that out, I'm Jim. I'm coming for everybody. Don't, don't cut it out. Tom Zank is a god, but that's still a good joke. Um, okay, Clash of Champions. Let's Charlotte, talk about it. We're talking about Charlotte. Let's yeah. go ahead and talk about that. Charlotte versus Natalia. Lumberjack match. Um, that Natalia promo made no sense. Absolutely not. She was already a heel, and she turned heel on herself or something. It's I just don't... a rehash of another Bret Hart thing from two decades ago. It's or I was watching it with the with the valet, and she was uh, she had some really really uh, smart commentary throughout. Um, I've talked to you before that like whenever she says something that like I don't instinctively agree with my my impulse is to argue because like i I feel like i have to defend wrestling and like defend the institution of wwe she's more often than not right but she was actually she was like when 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 um, natalia was walking out of the ring she was like what do they do this kind of thing a lot and i was like have people despondent that they lose and she was like no have like people cry on the way out of the ring like is do men ever do that and i was like no men men never cry they're not allowed i'm sure vince would make fun of them in the back if they started crying uh I was just really perplexed by the whole thing. The the match, the idea that they needed to have another Lumberjack match uh, when they had a Lumberjack match in the same month on SmackDown. I think, uh, they, I mean, the whole thing was, was a, they had to have an excuse to get the Riot Squad on, in, on the card. Sure, yeah. And they, but they, they kind of, they, they made it, they kind of double, they went, it was the absolute wrong choice because they were on the card but like totally absorbed into the rest of the women's division. Yeah. So of the SmackDown. So there was nothing, there's nothing different about that. And then Tuesday no, they lost clean. In yeah. The middle of the nobody's special. Nobody's important. Yeah. Except one person. Charlotte and Roman Reigns are the two special yeah. people. Uh, but to go back to the, the, the promo, what really made me mad was that basically Dolph Ziggler is doing the same gimmick. I was going to say the same thing. Exact same. Yeah. I'm t- you turn your back on me. I'm turning my back on you. Then Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler cuts that promo on Tuesday where he leaves the belt in the ring. All right. Here's what we're going to do. What's going on? Natalia and Dolph Ziggler team up. <laughs> that seems like it might be on the on the table, but it's a kind of logical move that they never make. The idea that Absolution and the Riot Squad doing the same thing would be connected with something everybody on the internet thought was going to be the case. And then that didn't happen. So Dolph Ziggler and uh But maybe Natalia that comes being... into play at the Rumble. No. Come on. I mean, I, You I, give I, them too much credit. Yeah, I'm absolutely giving them too much credit. Yeah. I'm absolutely expecting them to make do something that makes sense when history has proven that that's not the case. Yep. Fuck me for trying. <laughs> anyway... Um, it was a pretty good match, except for that. It was fine. They worked yeah, together it was, enough it was times. Okay. It was, but it was the same I was match hoping that we, that we would get. I was hoping that we would get more five stars out of those two over the span of the feud. I really yeah, had high hopes, and it, and, it, and it ends up being that, like, you know, so you'd almost rather you'd almost rather just be like trash matches than like competent matches. You know, yeah. so at least yeah. well, as you know, we're gonna record our year in show right after this. But as you're going back through the year. Like, at least for me, about 75%, the 75% of the year that I didn't remember was like the pretty good stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, you remember the good stuff, you remember the trash. 
the trash fires, the whatever else. Okay, back to the Clash of Champions. Do we want to talk about Mojo Raleigh defeating Zack Ryder? Mojo Raleigh cut the best promo of the last six months. Where have you been the past two and a half years? Where have you been recently when we were losing every single match and I was begging you, I was begging you to come train with me? Can he join my new stable of... Uh... No. All right. I don't understand why they're not doing that more. Instead of sending guys out to do 20-minute uh. promos when they can't do it and having it be live and having it go terrible and having it blow up in your face, why not have... You know, NXT I love because they do a lot of pre... Pre-taped yeah. stuff. It's all stuff in the back. It doesn't disrupt the flow of of the live show. It doesn't, you know, take steam out of things. And it's it's produced. It's 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 done well. You get a couple times to do it. And yeah, you can you can try it again if you don't get it right the first time. And it's good. It's it. There's no. I wonder, how much, no that, I wonder how much that is just trying to like. It's not not fully logical, but trying to control the, the live like wrangle a live show where like if you do if if the backstage interviews are pre tapes, then you can't be like you're. This used to be one minute, now it's fifteen seconds. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely got to do with the format for yeah. sure. It's a taped show. You don't need to do live promos. Yeah. I think that that. But you can even have though more it's, wrestling matches, yeah, of course, they, sure. everything that they're doing makes a better show, but. I would be concerned about continuing to do this if you want the talent that is coming from NXT to be ready to do Raw or SmackDown because that's live. Yeah, that's you're going to go out there and you're going to cut a 20 minute promo. You're going to cut a promo for five minutes. It's going to be live. But you know who you should have cutting 20 minute promos? The people that are capable of it, right? Yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't throw somebody out there that's totally never agree. cut a, a promo more than a minute. That's never been on. You know, cut a promo more than five minutes. You shouldn't leave them hanging in the wind for twenty well, minutes. Build who, that. Build that up. Cover yeah. their strengths. I mean, you know, cover their weaknesses and their strengths. strengths hide their so. hide their weaknesses. I agree. We got to move on. But quick question: Who who did Zack Ryder job out to more this week? Was it Mojo Rally at, at Clash of Champions or Cody Rhodes on Twitter? <laughs> When Cody told the false story about Zach yeah. tweeting out that champion's photo. Uh, I definitely think that he took a bigger L on Twitter. <laughs> uh, because that's Twitter's where he does his thing, man. I know. Zach Ryder is an internet god. He's the internet champ, the original internet champion. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dolph Ziggler. Man, you remember last week when we were doing our picks and I was like, the real the real troll pick here would be Dolph Ziggler, but I'm going to go with Baron Corbin. Gotta pick the troll pick. I, I don't even remember what I picked. I should have gone Ziggler. I said. I think we both said um, uh, Bobby Root. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I did too. Yeah. It was really good. Good it, finish. There's a lot of, and we'll get to this in our next episode <clears throat> next week. Sorry to tease this too much, guys. When we're talking about matches of the year, all that kind of stuff. It's so much of it for me is about expectations versus what they deliver, and not. And that's not even all on WWE's personal stuff. My expectations for this match were super low. I didn't think Baron Corbin was going to do anything to impress me. Um, frankly, you know, we'd seen everything. I thought that Rude and Ziggler were going to show us. Uh, and the match seemed like so much of a throwaway, you yeah. know, that I was like, what, what are they going to pop? They didn't, it's not like they had, it was 13 minutes long, which is not yeah. nothing, but it's not like it's an epic match. It It was just really good. And the finish was perfect. Like the whole, there was a lot of good, there are a lot of good in game this week, but there was it was a very it was just a I mean on this show, but it was it was just a really fun little match, and I'm yeah. and, and Ziggler is the most interesting option by a mile. Yeah, in hindsight, it should have made the most sense for him to win the match because 
Do you want to just give Rude the title right away? No. Do you want him to chase it? Chasing it seems like a smarter choice as we go into WrestleMania season. Keeping it on Baron Corbin doesn't make a lot of sense because it's just not really clicking the right way. And Dolph Ziggler can wrestle great matches. He can cut decent promos. And he's got a lot of heat right I, now. I have a hypothetical question for you. One, For some reason it popped in my head. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really going to argue this point. I actually think Bobby Roode's going to end up in the main event picture sooner rather than later. I think that this whole, I think that the U.S. title thing is a total, just, just it's a, it's a, it was a, it was a blip. I could see, I could actually see him squaring off against AJ at the Rumble or something. Just like you could mm-hmm. find, you could, I don't know that. I don't think that it's probably too soon. Yeah. But I think it's, but I think it's going to happen. I think when it happens, we're going to be like, God, that was quick. Yeah. Because I could say the same about Baron. I wouldn't be surprised sure. if, if this, him dropping the title was so that they could, you know, free him up to do that. But also, Bobby Roode's run in the main roster hasn't made much sense to me. No, I mean, I think... He, it, he showed up and was just a face. Well, I think I think you just... This. I think you put him in a tag match, helping out AJ Styles and have him turn on AJ and yeah. just, like, go from... You know, just, like, his... Because he's going to... He, his He's got to be a heel. Yeah, but yeah. the heel turn is going to give him so much more heat when it happens. Yeah. You debut him as a heel, the people who know him already are going to cheer him no matter what. Yeah, no, he had to debut as a he baby had face. To. His song is too over. Yeah. Speaking of which, what happened to the Dusty Classic? Wasn't that... They did one last year. Yeah, but or I thought they do it every year. They did. They did one. They when? Like early, like spring. Did they? Yeah. I thought it was, no. I thought it was the fall of last year. I, I think... Because that was Rude teamed with Ty Dillinger. I thought that was like over a year ago. There was one this year for sure. I don't nope. remember who won. There wasn't been one in 2017. There wasn't. No. Wow, man. Because I thought they were going to do it in this fall, and I haven't. always trust the guests. The guests always know way I'm more really than smart. <laughs> I've never been wrong. I I don't sleep much anymore. So maybe, that's maybe why I don't maybe know. maybe their ongoing legal issues with Cody Rhodes is is making it difficult to profiteer or to profit off maybe. of Dusty's name. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, this is my weird hypothetical that's really just a yes or no. Do you think WWE would is going to be at all reluctant when they find themselves putting former TNA headliners into headlining cards? To get, like, is it, like is AJ versus Bobby Roode going to get shot down for a big show because it looks too TNA? No, because no, <laughs> I don't think anyone at WWE watches that yeah, stuff. I never saw any of it. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's I think that, that's a, that's a fine answer. Yeah, yeah, Vince McMahon isn't looking at it and saying, "God, TNA." Oh, it's I hate that stuff. I what watch if it all the truth time? was in it a triple threat. Would that be weird? <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little weird. It's hurt? funny. It's funny that Bobby. It's funny that Bobby Roode and AJ seem still feel very TNA to me, and Samoa Joe feels not at all, even though he was the institution. I mean, he, he and AJ obviously, but like yeah. I for some reason think of AJ more as New Japan pro wrestling AJ Styles. Yeah, I think his run there though it was briefer. It was it's shorter than. It was in TNA. It just was more impactful and more meaningful. And I don't want to remember AJ Styles and Fortune, you know, yeah. well, cosplaying as Ric Flair. Because the the New Japan version of AJ Styles is is really the current. Yeah, that's AJ what he's, he's doing. That gimmick again. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Usos defeated the New Day. Uh, <laughs> I was kind Chad of bo- Gable and Shelton Benjamin and Rusev and Aiden English. Speaking of end games, I was talking. I mean, from the moment that Rusev started getting his licks in at the end, and then everybody got a, got their finisher. Like that was the most whoever whoever the booker was on that match. That was the or the producer. Sorry, the agent. Who, that was the most just sort of beautiful, simple end game for had to have that many people in there. Everybody walks out looking good. Yeah, yeah. It, there wasn't like. 
the one silly thing where like everybody gets their finishers but one guy gets like drop kicked out like everybody yeah. got like legitimately t- like removed from the action chad gable looked like a monster yeah they're yeah. great I-, I love that team. really i, really, I-, really I good. love i love rue seven eight in english i there's, thought that they yeah. are so funny together there's uh, a, i don't know if you watched smackdown last night no, but those two together oof, made me laugh when sure. rusev ate the pancakes <laughs> that i lost it it's so like because wrestling does comedy so badly. Oh, God, Good yes. Friend, friend of the pod, former guest of the pod, Sam Donsky, emailed me this week to say that he thought Rusev, despite not being on the Rusev train for so long, he said, Rusev, of anybody on the roster, has the best chance to be the new Kurt Angle, as far as just being like a physical beast, but also a comedy standout. I think yeah. 10 years down the line, he's going to have a lot of luck in Hollywood. Um, yeah, well, we can see. I was watching old. I watched a lot of old like FCW shit this week, and yeah. it's like some early NXT. Rusev was a lot fatter than I remember him back in the day when he was wearing that like loincloth. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was he was wearing some weird, breaking, very very early. He was wearing like boards. pants. I feel like he's like high waisted pants. Yeah, or something. I think I remember that a little bit. But um, yeah, he's come a long way, man. He's straight up. I, I know like the, the whole story is that he's you know slept in his car when he first started. Tra- he looks like a guy who's sleeping in his car. By the way, back then, I mean he was he's um he's so great. And I've said it on the show, but I talked to him for a minute uh, at the hotel, the hotel bar at SummerSlam, and he's like literally could not be a nicer guy. Yeah, it seems like it. And it's you get sometimes sometimes I meet people and then you try to piece together like their career and their personality, and it's all hypothetical bullshit, but. When I went after I talked to him, I was just like, he's too nice to ever, to ever get like, to become the guy that he can be. Yeah. As you see that a lot. We've talked about it before. The, the locker room is not the place for like, you know, type B personalities. You know, if you're just like an introspective person, then like people start thinking you're a dick. Excuse me? We have, we have a running list now of people that are, aren't getting pushed because of like unspecified backstage tension. And they're all, and like, it's just the unspecified shit seems like it's almost always just like you're a slightly different personality. You're not a high school football player, yeah. you know, and that's, and it's tough. Anyway, I hope that's not the case with him because I know that people love him. It's um, clear to me now that he is, he has all the tools and to not give him more opportunity is to spite yourself. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, he looks legit. He can talk. He can be threatening. He can be funny. Mm-hmm. He can, like, he had, there's, like, what more do you want from the guy? Yeah, you that's, just that, put him in a position He's in such succeed. a perfect spot. I mean, you know that you've hit, it's such a small thing, but the fact that, that the comedy has, has unlocked so much of him, but the fact that he can, that, uh, that Aiden English can make a joke about Lana in his 12 Days of Rusev song yeah. and have it not be like, oh, it's a shoot or it's this is a problem with kayfabe or anything. It's just like, oh, no, this t- turning this humor thing, it makes the turning that key just unlocks every possibility. Yeah. And he's such an inherently humorous guy. I, I, he, he's the total back. There he's are really great. very few top guys in WWE in the since the Attitude Era who were incapable of doing comedy. Yeah. Everybody had, except for the Undertaker. I, I just remember so clearly. It's, I mean, not so clearly, but I have this very particular moment in my memory of SummerSlams, early SummerSlams, when Rusev was still at NXT, and I, I was, I came to LA. It's obviously before I lived here, and they were running an NXT like 
sample show yeah, basically yeah. outside of the stadium, like outside of Staples Center. And it was like 110 degrees. Everybody was sweating their faces off. I ran into Aubrey Sitterson outside and Rusev was in the ring and Aubrey was just like, this is the best guy that WWE has, you know, that employs. And we were both just like cracking up because he's just so inherently funny. Yeah. But also, but he was just doing badass shit. Like he wasn't being a comedy character. Right. But he just has that. He has, it. he's so great. Anyway, the whole point is to say that he lost a match, <laughs> <laughs> but won and losing. And yeah. uh, the Usos, you know, they were the champions going in. It's a four-way match. The champions have a crazy advantage just in storytelling, you know, yeah. for storytelling purposes. But, like, that's the, the whole purpose of these multi-man matches is to have somebody win but somebody not lose, mm-hmm. yep. essentially. Yeah, I mean, and Gable, it seemed like they did everything just right. The Gable stuff was acknowledging that he's tiny. That was what was so awesome about yeah. it. Like, holy shit, how is he doing this? The New Day just look kind of, are sort of embracing this role as just like old tough veterans. They're just Elder sort of, statesmen. They become right the, yeah. the Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard of the, or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's it's great. They are really are the free birds. I yeah. really want a Big E singles run. Oh, I know. Stop. He could do a lot. When Big E was on, on Tuesday night, when Big E was yelling, I, look, comedically yelling at uh, Rusev in English, there was something in his voice where I was just like, it wasn't the normal like ironic preacher voice. It was just some sort of like angry villain voice or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that, if that was his voice, then this guy would have been the, you know, was like the biggest wrestler in the 90s or the 80s. When, I, I mean, he, he's I great. Was, I was pushing, uh, it was about two years ago, I was pushing for Big E to be repackaged as Big Coney. <laughs> and make him like Joseph Coney and have him have an, uh, an army of like child a, soldiers. Like a war criminal. <laughs> yeah, just have him have like a... Oh, I don't hate that at all. No. Vince Russo would like have, have done just that. a bunch of children attack John Cena. <laughs> that's the that's some dark shit. That would have been great. That's, yeah, no, I'm, I, I, could, I could totally get behind that. I actually like the idea of him just like sitting on a throne and... You, and just like only being as athletic as he can be on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody did look better in that match. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really well put together. Um, we talked about Charlotte and Natalia. Oh, the biggest match of the night, the blood, the bludgeon brothers <laughs> defeated Brizango. That made me mad. I literally didn't want, I was outside having a smoke and did not, and didn't even, did not stop to watch Absolutely it. They don't have to t- like, especially oh, I saw your the, tweet the talking. Yeah. The talk, they don't have to talk. They don't ever have to talk. The, the the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, there's never a time Ooh, where they that need to promo talk. was stupid. They don't need to do it. And now, especially with War Machine coming in, like what what? A, How do you, that's what we didn't discuss at the top of the show. I'm we just pause everything now to talk about this. So War Machine, Ricochet, and a woman to be named later. Yeah, yeah. this is a Major League Baseball acquisition. Have uh, are, are apparently signing at the Performance Center in the new year. Um, I'm ex- I'm surprised about War Machine. Um, more than anybody else, because I think we didn't we talk about this recently. It feels like WWE is like they have their they have some War Machine types on the roster yeah. that they're happy to let be War Machine types. Well, like authors heavy of machi- pain, heavy machinery, authors of pain. Like they have all these Haas teams. Already. Sanity, sanity. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Insanity. The big guy in Sanity. Killian Dane. Killian Dane is doing this stuff. Like he is basically yeah. like a War Machine. Yeah. Well, if you call up one team, then the other team then slots in and takes over. So War Machine maybe is going to take the authors. The pain spot I know this is NXT. yeah. I I feel like sanity. I feel like Kelly Dane's the best part of sanity. Yeah, he's certainly the one that they have the, the most interest in. I just I, I could imagine. I mean, sanity to me of all the NXT of all the NXT wrestler slash tables, I could imagine sanity never getting called up. It's a cool gimmick. Yeah, but I feel like it has just more value in a little territory than it would on the main roster. For sure. Yeah, I can see that. I feel that way about the <clears throat> revival though. 
I love the revival, but I don't know well, how they compete with this galaxy of goofball yeah. tag teams. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the issue is you never find out because one of them is always on the show. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hey, listen, it's working for the Shield. Um, uh, Ricochet, I think, is a, is a big get, too. Massive. Where Where does he go? 205 Live? Well, everybody seems to be assuming 205 Live, and I don't know if that was ever specified anywhere. I've been, I've said it a hundred times. If they had just hired him and made him Sin Cara from day one, Sin Cara would be as big as Rey Mysterio. Like, yeah. just let, just put him in a mask, let him go. Because yeah. that guy can, that guy can do more in the ring. Um, like, he doesn't even have to talk, you know? He's not a great talker. He's not. And I, I don't Doesn't mean, have to be. Yeah. Finn Balor doesn't have to be a great talker. But you talker. know what? I mean, listen, Ricochet is not, I mean, Ricochet is not a great talker. But neither was Samoa Joe, you know? I mean, like, so, I mean, he, presumably he was a better talker, you know? I know Samoa Joe was always great in interviews, like, whatever. What I, I talked to him on my old podcast and stuff like that. I mean, he was, um, but, you know, AJ Styles was never a great talker, you the know? One, the one thing that... Ricochet's the, not, quite, not, not even where they were, but yeah. who, who knows? The one thing the Performance Center in NXT has done very well is make people better at cutting promos. Mm-hmm. Even though there are some people who come up and maybe still aren't good enough to do them live, they're all better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Samoa Joe is better at cutting promos. Finn Balor is still not great, but he's much better than he was when he first came to America. Yeah. Uh, Bailey is still not great, but she's getting better. Sasha Banks is worlds better than she was when she started. Even, I mean, some of my least favorite promos are still very people do are very comfortable cutting promos you know it's, yeah. it's a level of comfort and you just have to kind of find that find that space anyway ricochet is the sort of guy that like if he like literally threw up every time he tried to talk he would it's still crazy that he's not employed by the biggest wrestling company you in the mean world. like draws <laughs> he's got he's a gonna puke. <laughs> that's what i was saying yeah but that wasn't the direct yeah, reference buddy. all right kevin owens and Sami Zayn over randy orton and nakamura in, Ugh, in a it was I with hated Shane McMahon this match. and Daniel Bryan as special guest referees. I I hated this match. The special stipulation um, was that uh, the two biggest baby faces on the SmackDown brand don't matter. That's that was the special <laughs> yeah. stipulation. No, but the, um, uh, the if they if Owens and Zayn had lost, they would have been fired. There was a whole lot of schmozzy nonsense. Uh, Shane McMahon tried to fast count to get them fired. Daniel Bryan stopped him. Daniel Bryan got pushed by Kevin Owens onto Shane when he was doing a count. Am I is that, am I getting the stuff right? And then at the yeah. and then at the end, Daniel Bryan ends up doing a relatively fast count um, to give Zayn and Owens the victory, and then celebrated with them sort of ostentatiously on the on the entrance ramp as they exited. Well, that's a sort of oxymoron. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I heard something that made a lot of sense to me this week. It was on. Uh, Landstorm and Cyrus's podcast, Killing the Town. And I think it might have been Paul Lazenby who always comes on mm-hmm. to do the pay-per-view reviews. He said, this should have been on SmackDown. There's no reason why this should have been on the pay-per-view yeah. because it wasn't a wrestling match. You couldn't pay attention to anything yeah. because there's an extra person in the ring and there's a bunch of like horse shit happening where they're trying to figure out which side of the ring they're going to count the pinfall on yeah. and they're both counting the pinfall at the same time. Stuff like that is fine. It's wrestling storytelling. It's how they get from point A to point D okay. in wrestling storytelling is having stuff like this happen. But when you watch a pay-per-view, it's supposed to be 
a a climactic battle, the end of things, or or a, you know a long wrestling match that has storytelling that comes from the competitors and not from all the other stuff going around. You know the stuff that's happening, that's orbiting the planet that is the wrestling match. Uh, it was frustrating to try to make sense of any of it. I didn't know who I was supposed to be rooting for. I didn't know what I was supposed to be caring about. I didn't know what the rules of the match were. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, because it's it's a I don't like no. I don't think anybody hates. I don't think audience members hate Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's the weirdest part about this whole angle. They're the heels, and we don't hate on them. Tuesday, Shane on, McMahon's the dick in the On Tuesday story. night, Brian was getting cheered for keep for allowing them to keep their jobs, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're getting to a point where it's clear that Shane McMahon is turning heel. When that happens is a question. Oh, great. Another McMahon. <laughs> heel McMahon can be the centerpiece of the show. Like, it can all just revolve. And you know what? Bring his... Sh- Bring his kids out, too. Bring his kids out, too, and they can hit AJ Styles in the nuts, cost him a match. Dude, in 10 years, we're going to be at that point where, where Stephanie and Shane's kids are showing up and uh, are running the show. You so know, every time I'm watching a basketball game, I hope Adam Silver just comes down <laughs> and just fucks everything up. That, that's what's entertaining. Is, yeah, well, is, hey, you Rod- know, having a having a figurehead who's who doesn't like his own product enough to see it be good. Then you should watch the NFL, my friend. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that'll give you all the stuff you want. Shoemaker, what did you think of this match? I've spent the past, the entire discussion so far, trying to Google and figure out how tall Ray Rowe of, of, of War Machine is compared to anybody on the WWE roster. So I don't know if I can really answer your question. Is he, is he a short man? They're not huge. They're, I, mean, they're, I mean, they're big, they're but big they're not dudes. tall. They're not giant. He's yeah. the smaller of the two. I saw I saw them at the uh, New Japan show in Long Beach, and they're intimidating to yeah. look at, but I wouldn't Dude, say when that they're, when, when they're Ra- tall. When Raymond Rowe is jacked up, he's like one of the scariest guys in yeah. the business. Also, I, I'm sure that none of his tattoos have are, are like Nazi tattoos, but they all look like Nazi <laughs> tattoos. So. Well, That's some it. guys, they get a tattoo that looks like they're a Nazi. He's got like a giant eagle with an X underneath. I think oh. if Mike did that, he would probably look like he's a Nazi. With yeah, the accent 100%. and everything. 100%. Like, ooh, I don't want to be in a dark alley with you, that dude. Yeah. I could, if, if you told me that you had like an iron eagle under your hair, <laughs> like when you used to have a shaved head and you grew the hair back, I would probably believe yeah. it. See, well, no, it's it's all in the face. Like I, ha- I have a bit about it. Just I have a racist face. I have a face <laughs> that a lot of racists feel very comfortable confiding in, and I don't I don't like it. Here's oh. the thing about Puerto Ricans. Hey, <laughs> man, hold on. I don't think I mean, that's not me. I think that your point about this should have been a SmackDown, the point that you quoted someone else saying this, this match should have been SmackDown, is true also could have been said about the entire card yeah. yeah yeah so i mean this match was the best the best thing i heard about this show i mean the best reaction i got to the show was someone who said it was really fun with a big smile on their face like they did for them it was a sunday night and that was a cool way to spend it and i and in that context it's true but this didn't need to happen None i could say that about all of them yeah that's the thing is like that the bar is is low for me. I like to watch wrestling. So if wrestling is on, I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. But I turn on the part of my brain that is critical about the product, and I'm like, I had a good time, but oh boy, that stunk. Um, well, I I don't know if that's a good segue into the title match or not, but <laughs> um, 23 minutes, AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal. I it felt shorter. I thought it was a really well done match. Yeah. Certainly the best match of Jinder Mahal's career or championship or his time in the main event 
AJ Styles is a genius. Yeah, right? There is no question. After doing that, he's on another level. He's 1996 Shawn Michaels. It's so weird what AJ does. We've talked about it before, but it's not even like he's bumping like crazy to make somebody look good or whatever. It's like he literally, he somehow magically makes guys work better. Like, Like Jinder Mahal was good in this match. Well, there were some things that bothered me about his performance, just like sloppy moves and things of that nature. But yeah, it was his best match by far. Uh, AJ Styles is, is is a miracle worker and please never retire. <laughs> it's like him, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair for just getting a great match out of anybody. There's, those are the, that's the Mount Rushmore of doing that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're probably, there's some old hands that you could probably, you know, whatever, but you're right. Yeah, you could say like, oh, Arn Anderson could always get a good match out of somebody or or, or what have you. A macho man, Ricky Steamboat, but those three. The great Tony Gurea of my childhood. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, anyway, what did you think, Mike? What was your what was your take on the main event? The main event I thought was great. Like I said, you know, I, th- I think it was definitely the best work that, that Jinder's done. Um, the one thing I would have liked to seen was like they've, they've how many times have they wrestled? Two or Two or three so far? Yeah, the title match, uh, there was the Clash of Champions match, and there might have been a, a, a the, tag team match somewhere. I think it was a live event he wanted at, didn't he? No, he wanted on a SmackDown. Oh, okay. It was in Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. It was in Manchester. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I think this should have been a, a definitive blow-off match. I think it should have been one with the Singh Brothers band from ringside, yeah. and I think everything should have gone very similar to how it did. But it should have been clear that like bigger, this was this was a it. more definitive statement. It's, it's funny yeah, because pretty we talk, clear to me. We talk about all these. No, because they wrestled again last night. Yeah, but that was then a six man tag. But they, st- wh- wh- why? Because they had to have a big main event to pin. Yeah, they had to have something. That you know, the valet asked me about this. It's funny because we were just talking about. I mean, the, the, the match preceding this was a match in which two wrestlers' careers were fake at stake. Yeah. Right. Um, Dominic, the valet was just like, so what are the stakes in this match? And I was just like, well, it's funny that you ask that because like AJ Styles is almost certainly going to win. My, the only reason why I think that they might, not, I mean, the, the, what's really at stake is if he does, this might just be the end of Jinder Mahal's career. I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, not in reality. Yeah, in reality, this is not a gimmick. Now, obviously he's going to keep wrestling and he's going to be a big thing for them for years to come. He'll stay employed or whatever. But like the way that the <clears throat> that the book was closed, the door was closed on his championship reign was just sort of like so it was slammed there's like five locks there's like padlocking yeah. there it's done it's and he's like and they like were fully aware that his foot was had not left the doorway yet they were just slamming it on his body i, th- I mean i think and it, his little his calf snapped that, yeah. I, I think all the questions were answered when triple h went over him in india yeah like that that as was so that, happened, that was so bizarre was like, and also off of tv that i was that i was willing to forget that. i agree that's what yeah. i thought at the time but it was just so weird that I was like, they have just some fucking algorithm that told them that was the right thing to do. You didn't sell enough it, tickets. Like, you didn't sell enough merchandise. You know what you could have done is just not had Jinder Mahal wrestle Triple H. Sure. You could have had him wrestle somebody else, and you could have put him over in, in, in his home country, well, or I, his kayfabe home country. Here's the thing. I No, I, I agree. They I mean, didn't they, sell enough tickets to do two shows. So who's the biggest international star that you have that's not out making a movie right now. Ben Wang. <laughs> ben Wang. Triple H. 
So of course he's going to work that match because they're looking at their their ticket sales and saying it's just not good enough, guys. We yeah. need more tickets if we're going to fly to India. Well, they they also, I mean, there's this is probably a conversation for somebody a lot smarter than me, but like they're they're going into these countries that they don't understand the economics of and the in the the buying process of. Like they're yeah. they're looking at China and they don't understand that people in, in China don't pay to go to things they're given free tickets they, or something right exactly yeah like that's just not how their the process works right over there so now they're they're looking at that they're going oh we're going to make a big star in china and then we're going to go to china and everybody's going to want to pay to see it no because you're not just going to change the way that people buy things right well just by having a guy from there yeah it's true i mean yeah um, sports are weird WWE's uh, global expansion is not necessarily predicated on having a local star for every market Mm. in the same way that, oh, if we're going to make a really popular movie in China, we need to have a primarily Chinese cast. Clearly, the Rockets Rockets are still the most popular team in China because they brought over the first superstar Chinese player. Sure. I mean, that's that's sports. Uh, that's actual sports. I mean, this is a sport, but it's also I a drama. I just mean you need a way in. I don't think you need to like, yeah. put, you don't need to put Jinder Mahal over as the best wrestler in the country. But uh, if you get the com- in the door and then you plant your flag very hard with something like that, yeah. I think that that, that it, it makes it's it almost, it's well almost for the insulting. Next time. It's almost insulting to, like, to force feed a local star. Obviously, yeah. they're going to get a spot commensurate with their local popularity on the card. But that said, I mean, it's just like, get people in China to watch because of Wang or because of whoever else, you know, but like, yeah. like the best thing you can do is to, is to use them to the best of their ability, but not oversaturate, you know, not, not treat the viewers as idiots. Well, you know? this is WWE we're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we got to get out of here. Yes, indeed. We got to go get, do another show. Oh God. Um, but guys, everybody listening to this, thank you, Mike. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Do you, wait, do you want to pimp anything on uh, the show? Yeah. Every this third, will be running today. Yeah. So every, every, uh, every third Saturday, I run a show at, uh, Meltdown Comics and Collectibles called On Deck at nine o'clock. It's pretty dope. You, I, you guys have, you've, you've been, I have it. not have been, you, I have not, not been yet. It. I have a child. Well, Big daddy Dave Schilling doesn't well, leave the house. The, well, when the baby's old enough, you bring it to On Deck. Okay. When he's 18. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has to be 21 to get in there. Oh, so okay. We'll see you then, that. though. Yeah. It's a date. Okay, I'll see you there. Um, that was fun. Uh, Dave, do you want to do you want to say anything on the way out? Uh, no. I, I am on uh, Twitter, at Dave underscore Schilling. Follow us at Masked Man Show. If you are a new listener, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment on the iTunes page. Write a review. These are all things that we like. Yeah. And tweet mean things to Jim Cunningham. He's a dick. I'm at David Shoemaker, occasionally on Twitter these days. We are at Mask Man Show. As Dave said, thank you so much for listening. Apologies, as always, to the injured Dean Ambrose. Yeah, oh, I didn't even man. talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> See you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Mask Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mask Man Show. Speaking of which, no, not speaking of which.